Hey now, hey now. What's going on? Welcome to the stream. The stream welcomes you to another show. I don't know about where all you are, but where I'm at, we've got a little snow. It's nice. Nice to see some snow in December. That doesn't always happen. We don't get so lucky. Always. Coming off a pretty big Beatles hangover. I'm still lingering in it. Um, sad day today. Today is the 41st anniversary of John Lennon's uh, brutal murder. So sad. We've now been longer without John Lennon than we were when we had him. He died at the age of 41. And he's been gone for 41 years. Isn't that crazy? Weird to think. Fun fact, just down the road from us in Hartsdale is where John was cremated. He brought his body up to Westchester to have him cremated. So weird. So surreal to me in any case. But um, if you're a Beatles fan or even if you're not a Beatles fan and you just want to know what John Lennon was all about, go listen to Mind Games off of the, the title track off of his third or fourth third third lp mind games great song really sort of personifies everything that i love about john lennon and his timeless music yes he was a tragic tragically flawed individual but who isn't we've all done things really sad really really sad um but yeah i would be remiss if i didn't at least make note or mention of his um passing on this day also passing on this day is darby crash who died i believe the same day as lennon but his death was uh very very overshadowed by lennon's death lennon's murder let's not call it death darby crash died darby crash died he, he, he his was a death Lennon was a was a murder. He was murdered, man, straight up. What's up, Mr. Black? Mr. Black, do you know Mr. Red? Out of curiosity, we have a Mr. Red that always pops in on the channel. We got Rue Morgan in the house, paying his respects to Johnny Boy. Wow, hey, what's going on? We got Stanhope, Hypatia, Stanhope. I can't say that first word. Forgive me. Boy, we got a show for you guys tonight. I am so excited for this show. Man, oh man, it's going to be, we're going to have a lot of, uh, we got a lot of uh, sort of uh, technical stuff that we have to pull off. Hopefully we can stick that landing, you know. Um, Mr. Black says, John Lennon, Darby Crash, RIP, and happy birthday. That's right, Jim Morrison was born today. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Oh, it is Mr. Red. He changed his name to Mr. Black. That's so funny. <laughs> um. Who knows if Glenn digs the Beatles? He's got on some level. Hypatia. Hypatia. Thank you for phonetically breaking that down for me. Hypatia. I might forget it, but thank you for breaking it down. Right. Dimebag Daryl died on this day, too. Uh, rest in peace, Dimebag Daryl. He was murdered. Brutally murdered. That's crazy. Darby Crash. Uh, Dimebag Daryl and John Lennon all passed away on the same day. Died. Say so died. I don't like sugarcoating things. We got Alan. Alan up in this piece. Whoa. 
and a wonderful appearance from Rusty Murdergram himself, Mr. Murdergram. Mr. Murdergram, Mr. Murdergram. Russell Casualty, you're going to really dig tonight's show. This is right up your alley. I think you're really going to appreciate this one. Um, where to begin? Well, the very first place we need to begin, folks, before we begin anywhere, I just want to let you know that from us here, by the way, we're, we're taking a break from that Jerry only interview. We'll come back to it. It's not going anywhere. Plus there's always opportunity for a filler show. And, uh, that's a fun, that's a fun, you know, time, but we got to just sort of, you know, space them out. We got to space them out. Alan wishes he could have met Darby and. There we go. Yeah, man. Dimebag Daryl. So crazy to me. We got Droid in the house. What's up, Droid? Isaac, how you doing? And okay, I guess it's it's Corey Taylor's birthday as well. And Chris, aka I Mesanthrope, is in the house. And he just dropped in to say baha to say hi before his shift. Thanks again. Hope you all enjoy. Chris is kind of tonight's subject. Uh, I'm sure he'll he'll play back, he'll listen back once the show is archived. You know, <laughs> John Christ for Christmas. Wouldn't that be perfect? The perfect Christmas episode. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what I want for Christmas. I'm not even Christian. That's what I want for Christmas. Um. Yeah, you're so right. Hi, Pacha. Hi, Pacha. Hi, Pacha. Yeah, you're so right. You got to space out the Uncle Jerry. You can't do it. You can't do it all all at once. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Lennon and Dime were both shot on the same day by crazy fans. Yep. Hypatia will be is at work, so she'll be in and out. That's okay. We're glad it's good to see you. We haven't seen you in a while. Thanks for showing up. We have a nice little community here, you know. Um, but yeah, you do have to space out the Uncle Jerry. That's true. Um, what else can I tell you before we get started? Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. So we have a sponsor now. We're, we're powered by Riot Stickers. There's going to be a break. We're going to start doing breaks in between the show, right? Like it's going to, there's going to be a break period and we're going to have a, a sponsor, sponsor section. The way that the New York Hardcore Chronicles podcast, whatever, Drew Stone, whatever he does, we're going to do that too. Uh, always watching what Drew Stone does. He he's very good at what he does. He's really developed his show. Uh, quite uh, uh, what's the word? Envious, envious, but in a positive way. Like wow, that's really cool. I hope to get where he is someday. You know that kind of thing. Um, but I appreciate his grind. So the first thing we're gonna do, we got a first. This is the first bit of business we have before we get into our show. Uh, I received this little package. A total surprise. I mean, a, a truly a wonderful surprise. Oh, shoot. I better, you know, <laughs> I knew I was forgetting something. I knew I was forgetting something. Hold on. We got to find it. We got to find it. We got to find it because we want to do what we were said we were going to do. We going to find it. Did anybody else watch um, Get Back, The Beatles Get Back? I know this is... We're we're all all misfits, all murder and all fun tonight and all guts tonight. But you know we love the Beatles too. Did anybody watch the Get Back documentary or plans to? I, I really, really loved it. Thought it was really great. Um, was a big fan, big fan. I 
definitely will watch again. Check out, we did a whole series, man. We did a whole friggin' series on, we did a whole series on Get Back. Almost six hours. You know, the, the documentary is, is eight hours long and, and, our, and our series was six hours long. Our, our review was six hours long. But it's also me just, you know, endlessly talking. Endlessly, endlessly talking like I'm doing right now as I stall the situation. Okay, now we can talk about it. Oh, cool. You're a Beatles fanatic as well. That's great. Alan needs to see it. You definitely do. I highly recommend it, guys. All right, so now we can talk about the thing. So check this out. Oh, I forgot to put a link in the goddamn description. The boys will have to forgive me. So we got, I got a package in the mail. The best kind of package to get, right? A media, a, a media box. This came to me. This is from Pyrick Victory Recordings. I think we all know who that is. That's the, that's the label of the Voice of Doom guys. Holy crap! Okay, this is really cool. This is really something special. Wow, look at this thing, man. Definitely got to check out. Voice of Doom. First of all, I got to check out Pyrick. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Victory Records. But you also have to check out Voice of Doom's um, Bandcamp. They Their releases are stellar. Look what came in the mail for me. Well, we got some glare. Let's take it out of its wrapping. <gasps> oh, my God. First of all, look at that. That is a, a hologram sticker. Wow. Oh, my God. Is that freaking cool? That is Freaking cool. Look at that. Oh, is that gorgeous, man? I don't know what you would call it. It's like a my it was like a, a, a mylar aluminum sticker. Very beautiful. Very, very pretty. Now, this is there there are only a hundred of these. They they have a hundred pressed. Check this out. Look at this. <gasps> it, this is a heavy this is a heavy card stock right here. This came for me in the mail from from the guys in voice of doom i just want to say thank you to the johns of doom that's what we're going to call them they're both the john well one's john of steel and one's john of doom but we call them the collective johns of doom that's so awesome man and then look at the back the back that's like your classic it looks like a classic 60s you know like uh a, a single from the 60s that's pretty cool uh i don't know how to pronounce oh oh it's a split it's a split. That's why, I think. I think that's a band. That's not a. That's not a title. That's a band, or maybe it's not. Maybe that's just the the B side. Look at that. Look at the labels, man. Night Tide. That's on one side. I mean, they just put so much care. Oh, and it's color. No, no, no. Never mind. It's not a split. That's just the name of the song. There you go. Let's take a look at the beautiful color we received. Oh. <gasps> Can you see that? It's like, it's like friggin' Earth AD fuchsia, man. Oh, is that pretty? I cannot wait to spin this baby. I got the record player all set up upstairs. You know, you can get one of these bad boys as well if you go to the band camp for Voice of Doom. And I don't have the link handy, but I'm going to put it in the description. And I highly, highly recommend that you go and pick one of these suckers up while they're still here. There's only a hundred of these things. That I mean, it's instantaneously a collector's item. And I have to tell you, the amount of love and care 
here it's it's Bobby Steele. It's on the same standard as Bobby Steele. Bobby Steele was really, really good at putting out seven inches. He put out some really wonderful, wonderful seven inches. And he just put a lot of care into his releases. And I see the same quality in voice of Do- in what Voice of Doom does, man. They really do. They and you know, you can tell these guys, they're they do it because they love it. They do it because it's expressing it's them putting their art out into the world. That's why they do this, man. And it really is something. It really is something else. And just just so you can hear the song, I, I was given uh, some clearance to do this as well. Hold on, me, hold on one second. Let's see if we can find the band camp. Voice of Doom. Voice of Doom band camp. I just want to throw that in there so you can see Guys, you can go to the site right now. Let's let's make sure we do that. Here we go. I just love it. I love it when bands care that much. These guys care so much, man. It's just beautiful, man. Here it is. So here's the link to get it. You can get this right now. It's waiting for you. Who knows how many are left? They're, they're, they only pressed 100. They're on colored vinyl, you guys. I just put the link in the here's the link right here it's voiceofdoom.com sorry it's voiceofdoom.bandcamp.com backslash album backslash night dash tide okay for those of you listening on podcast that's right the show is a podcast as well you can listen on spotify and apple music all of your podcasting needs but yeah go check out go check it out man and then let's let's finish off this little unboxing, the, the 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 best way possible. See, I used to be able to share my whole my whole screen, and now I can only share tabs, which is super annoying. So look, let's first look look right here. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. Look at that. So that's the cover. Night Tide. That's a film. It's a film about a sort of a killer mermaid, not a killer mermaid. That's the wrong way to put it. Uh, starring Dennis Hopper in 1962, super early Dennis Hopper. Uh, really interesting black and white flick. He plays like a like a navy um, a navy mate, whatever you call him, private navy, kind of like what Popeye is, except you know doesn't have really big bulging uh, forearms. But um, yeah, check it out. Look at all the stuff they have here, man. You can get the the CD collection. But right here, $10, man. There's only 100 of these things. Once they're gone, you just wait. You just wait. I've seen it, man. I've seen it. Look at those those undead singles I was just talking about. They they go for a pretty penny now. Not only are you are you investing in a band and supporting them, but you are also investing in your record collection. So make sure you check it out. Right. Yeah, that's the right word, Rue. Semen. Semen is the right word here. <laughs> semen. <laughs> semen. <laughs> Sorry. What's up? You got Godless 666. Um, it was a purple. Yes, you, you should, Chris. Chris Morantz, you need to do that, man. Chris is just going to subscribe to Disney and then cancel. Because the Disney demon is a demon we must not feed. All right, one last thing before we launch into our our main our main course of the evening. This was a nice little warm up. 
Um, so here is if you if you're curious, you know, some people want to listen to the track before they buy it. So let's play it. Let's play it. I'm gonna play it on this show. Since we're playing this is a music episode. We let's start it let's start us off with some Voice of Doom Nighttide. I hope this doesn't skip or anything. Let me know if the volume is too low. Shouldn't be. Ready and ba boom. It'll play. There we go. And that that's actually a scene from the movie right there. Bigger. There we go. Look, Voice of Doom. I love this font. That's cool. You guys can hear the music okay? Yeah. I gotta tell you, what's really great about Voice of Doom as well is you can get, it's not just, it's not just the music, but there's, there's a visual element there too. You gotta see them playing live again. Fog. Our smoke. John of Doom is like a graceful ballerina in the best way ever. Great. Good audience. Savage dancing. 
It is. It's a stellar track. there you have it that's night tide by voice of doom i put the link in the comments you can get it at pyric victories recordings that recordings.com you can also subscribe to them on youtube um like i said there's only a hundred of those actually there's less than a hundred because i have one there's 99 or even less than 99 snatch them up before they're gone i'll put a link in the description after but check it check for it in the comments here i'm gonna leave it one more time there you go. It's in the it's in the comments one more time or in the the the, the chat. Okay, okay. Now, on to Oh, that was the night of the uh BFW. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know they put up the, their their show. That's great. Okay. So that's that's that. Now we need to talk about the show. But okay, let's do it. All right. So over a year ago at this point, I believe, we did a whole show. Just it wasn't one show, it was like five shows. We went through Jerry Only's Ugly Things interview, which, you know, as of last week when we were doing the maximum rock and roll one, like we do, I basically came to the realization that the Ugly Things interview, Ugly Things number 12 in 1993, that's Jerry Only doing his puss head. You know what I mean? It's um, it, it's a twenty, it's a twenty-eight page interview that spans the entire seventy-seven to eighty-three Misfits history. And if you were to sort of you know uh, edit that in with the Pusset interview, you have a you know documentary right then and there. You know, I've kind of done a little bit of that already with uh, nineteen seventy-nine. Um. I wish I had that recording of Jerry. Oh, my God. The hours of Jerry talking and talking and talking for 28 pages. I mean, how long of a read was it? It was like, it's probably about, it's probably, probably about four to five hours. It's got to be something like that. Um, So when we get to the Earth AD section of reading that interview, probably, I think it's in episode four, part four of that, we, uh, we come across, we start talking about how, where, where does Sam Hain fit into this? Because here's the crazy part. At the same time that they're sort of recording and mixing and, and preparing Earth AD, Glenn is already doing Sam Hain stuff. He is. The very beginnings of Sam Hain begin the summer of 1983, right? So it's like it's already started in a variety of different ways. He flies down. To DC with Steve Zing to meet the the guys in Minor Threat. He's jamming with uh, C. A. Ritchie, R.I.P. By the way, Craig Richardson. He passed away very recently. Very sad. Guitar player for Rosemary's Babies. He he was jamming with Craig and Erie. Erie was playing drums. They were doing that thing. And then you know he was doing all these different things. He's recording with Al Pike. He did did that Archangel version. 
uh, that Archangel, the Misfits version of Archangel, whatever you want to call it. Um, there was even, there, there was super early talk about, I don't know how how real or true this is, this notion of uh, Robo and um, Andy from the Necros being in Sam, some version of Sam Hain, the very, very beginning, something like that, which would have been kind of crazy if you, to imagine. So, so they kind of bleed into one another and you know earth ad sounds very different from how initium sounds and yet one you know earth ad borrows songs from sam hayne you you would imagine that those songs would have wound up on initium but they don't they wind up in earth ad so they're like connected they're connected in that way even though they sound completely different they're just totally different from each other in a variety of ways and so then I started to wonder, I said to myself, and I said this out loud on the show, you could find the clip, the clip, it's about 20 minutes long, I clipped it, um, you know, and I probably got a bunch of things wrong as I was like trying to like discern what the history was of, of stuff, how, you know, Earth AD, you know, sounds the way it does versus how Initium sounding the way it does, you know, there's, t- you know, that Glenn wanted everything slower and that the guys, the you know, Jerry and Doyle wanted it faster and that they sort of recorded it while he was sleeping or who knows, who knows what went down. Point being, I I ended my, my, my little rant, my little whatever that was, you know, went off on a tangent. I ended it with this. I said, I'm going to put a challenge out there. Here's my challenge. My challenge is I challenge a musician to record Sam Hain Initium songs like they were on Earth AD or to record uh, Earth AD songs like they're on Sam Hain's Initium, right? Got it? So we're crossing it over. So record Earth AD songs like they're being played by Sam Hain and record Initium songs like they're being played by the Earth AD Misfits, which is like, <laughs> I mean, what a crazy idea, right? Uh, really sort of um, uh, captured my imagination as to the possibilities. What would it sound like? How would it work? We, w- when we did our, our, our Sam Hain Initium listening series, we did take a look at uh, what, what we were calling Initium AD, where the drums are sped up and trying to get a feel for like what the fast version of the songs would be. But this guy, Chris, a.k.a. I Misanthrope, who was in the comments earlier, he had to go, he had to work his shift. He decided to not only just record one song, he didn't just record one Sam Hain song or one Earth AD song. He decided to record both albums. That's right, 17 tracks. He He heard my video and recorded 17 tracks. He recorded all of Sam Hain's Initium as if, you know, in an Earth AD style, and he recorded all of Earth AD as if it was on Sam Hain's Initium. At least he attempted to. I was very skeptical. He sent this these files to me, and I didn't get a chance to look at them. I was, you know, just doing a bunch of different stuff. Finally, I sat down, and I just sort of peeked at each one. I, I didn't listen all the way through, through every one. I wanted to save it for the show. But I listened to each one, and as soon as I heard... Earth AD, I was just blown away. I was so impressed. I I was my jaw 
kind of went slack because I was like, wow, he actually did it. He actually managed to do it. I don't know how long it took him. I forgot to ask him. But yesterday, because he was working, because he couldn't be on the show, we pre-recorded a a brief sort of interview segment um, where he, where Chris, I, I mesanthrope, told us about his process. By the way, all of his links, everything about this guy, you can find uh, down below. Um, a couple of preambles before we listen to this interview and before we listen to the, the songs themselves. I put all of the songs together in one video and I put two seconds in between each song so we can listen and then pause and discuss and listen and pause and discuss. And I'd love to hear everybody. I'll tell you what, maybe we'll do it like this. Um, we'll do it on a scale of one to 10. So I want everybody who's listening, you're going to rate the song one to 10 in terms of how successful I misanthrope was in his, in his aim. I'm here to tell you after listening to all the tracks that I think he deserves an a plus plus. I automatically give him a 10. I give him a 10 across the board there. You know, there is one song he doesn't land, and I want to see if you guys can guess what I think it is. And I told him as much. Well, you'll find out in a second because I mentioned it in this little interview segment. You know, um, he it didn't. You know, he didn't. He didn't land it per se. It was a valiant effort. It's a really hard track to do. He agreed with me. Um, but the preamble, the thing I want to say is, look, the you have to remember this dude recorded this all by himself in his studio diy style he did all of the vocals in his car you know we're not grading this on how it's mixed or what the fidelity of the sound is what we are grading this on in terms of one to ten is how much did he accomplish making a sam hain track sound like earth ad or how much an earth ad track sounds like sam hain that's what we are grading i misanthrope on so you can rate it one to ten okay in the comments you guys will decide and then maybe at the end we'll decide what track really just stands out i was i truly was blown away by this dude and i was so i was just so impressed you know and you know i said this at the end of the thing but i want to repeat it here you know, you know what I really like about Chris and I respect about him and his music, you know, um, and he does he does a lot of like uh, the, the band that he the other band that he does. He said it's like black metal, doom metal. That's not really my thing. I don't really I don't really that stuff kind of goes over my head, but I fully respect this dude that he just like that. This is his creative outlet and that he 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 set he sat down, he set a goal for himself and he executed the goal to the best of his ability. And in my opinion, he can uh, he convinced me, man, he did it. He got it all the way through. I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised. As presently, pleasantly surprised by his execution. Because remember, that's what we're grading on. It's not about, oh, I don't like the way the guitar, I don't like this guitar. Or, oh, he didn't play that quite bright. Or, oh, I'm not a fan of these vocals. It's not about that. It's not about the recording per se. It's about the aesthetics. Did he nail the aesthetics? Does it sound like it belongs on Earth AD? Does it sound like it belongs on Initium? That's what it is. I just want to repeat that over and over again because I don't think, I don't want people to focus 
That was my one fear. I didn't say anything to Chris at the time. That was my one fear. I don't want, that's what we're here to do. We're here to grade or to appraise. It's just an appraisal, an exhibition, if anything. Um, and I'm here to say, I'm here to say with great confidence that that Chris really nailed it. He did a great job, you know. Um, everybody, everybody's like, all right, let's hear it already. Uh, um, how much he accomplished with what he had to work with. Exactly. Exactly. I think that is that is the way. I, I had to give that little bit of preamble. So in, in case you don't like preamble, here's a little bit more preamble because we're going to hear from Chris before we watch his little video. Check this out. This is Chris, I misanthrope, and the links are in the description. So I'm going to play this for you right now. Hopefully it doesn't skip. And if it does, I'm sorry. Doing the best with what my resources are, right? Okay, guys. Uh, so we have taken the time to speak with Chris of I misanthrope, uh, the creator of this uh, blood song amalgamation of Misfits Earth AD and Sam Haney Initium. Uh, welcome to the show, I Misanthrope. How you doing? Thanks, thanks, doing great, doing great. Chris, tell me, just in a nutshell, your process here, because I, I gotta tell you, I was really, truly blown away by what you were able to accomplish. You know, I've been listening to these albums for probably 30 plus years now, and, um, so what I did is once I, you know, when I saw your video, I was just like, wow, what an amazing little concept, you know? And uh, so I messaged, I'm like, you know, this will probably be something that uh, would be good for me to do through my blood song project. And uh, which blood song is something I've wanted to do since I was probably 15 years old. Uh, I've been wanting to do some kind of uh, misfit same aim project and um, never really had the resources to do it until uh, probably about 20 years ago. And, um, so what I did is I recorded that song. Uh, I want your blood. It's on Spotify, uh, YouTube and the like. And, uh, I was just like, wow, what an interesting concept. And I commented back said, uh, I said, yeah, this is probably something I'd like to do with blood song. And you, once you said, go for it, I was just like challenge accepted. <laughs> so I listened I to that blood song. I listened to that. I want your blood song on, which already has a, a, a Sam Hain flavor to it right off the bat. So, right. Right. You know. And I've always wanted to capture that because, you know, there's a lot of horror punk bands out there and there's not a lot of them that can capture that, uh, misfits, Sam Hain sound sound good, of course, but it's like, if you want to scratch that itch, you know, that you right. got for Danzig. So, so how did you do I was it? trying to go for. All right. Well, what I did was, um, uh, since I've been listening to these albums for a while, I decided to do more critical listening. So I listened to these albums over and over again, tried to pick out all the, uh, all the little minute details from the production. Um, for instance, uh, Earth 8, Earth AD really didn't have that much uh, reverb on it, whereas Initium did. And uh, so I used that in the production. Uh, there's also these programs that you can use uh, online, that, these AI sites. I think one's called Splitter AI. And what it can do is it can take a song and split it into separate uh, stems, like uh, vocal track, guitar track, bass track. That's amazing. 
uh, drums, stuff like that. So what I did is I did that and I studied the tones from that as well um, and tried to match them. And if anybody knows about, uh, anybody here knows about uh, recording, I use Reaper. And also I use a guitar amp simulator called uh, Revolver 4. It's from, it was originally from PV, but it's now, I think Audio Media Technologies bought it out. There's a, um, there's a, there's a uh, amp module called uh, Audio Cloning Technology. Wow. Uh, it's a uh, act combo. So what I did, if you got a wave file of a song, it can extract that guitar tone. So that's mm. what I did with both Earth AD and Initium. And then also there's a uh, video. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but uh, there's a guy that used this, the same type of distortion pedals that uh, Danzig used on Initium and also Damien used on November Coming Fire, which was amazing to find out what they used for those tones. Right. It's definitely more of a fuzz than it is like a metal distortion. So, so of course, I did that with the initial tone. I did that as well and just kind of compared the two and uh, used a song that sounds the most like a mix of those two. Um, and after that, what I did is uh, with the drums, uh, I've got a drum plugin called Riot Drums, which is perfect for punk, hardcore, stuff like that. So I use that for Earth AD. Hmm. And then Initium, I used Cult Drums too. Um, yeah, there's both of those are from a uh, company in Finland called uh, Umbritone or something, something along those yeah. lines. Yeah. But um, yeah, Cult Drums too, I was able to tweak the drums a little bit more. Uh, and use the uh, drum track to see what they would sound like. Uh, you know, just the individual drums themselves, and just kind of listen to those. Uh, got the kick drum, the snare, and of course the toms. The toms make up a big part of an issue. And uh, that's one thing I even tried to include with the drum programming itself, was make sure there was a lot of toms in there. Right. Um, so, and the vocals... Uh, I noticed also that uh, that the uh, vocals, which I was very critical on, I did several takes of them and uh, tried to pick the best ones. And uh, I used the SM58 microphone that uh, Glenn Danzig's known for. And, uh, and of course, Earth AD didn't have that much reverb in it. What I did with uh, Initium vocals, uh, they were a little bit more expressive and had... Uh, more reverb so of course i included that too and then um the bass tone of course i did you know kind of the same thing with uh with that as i did with the uh with the guitar tone with the uh amp cloning technology and you know jerry's bass has always been uh <laughs> little fuzzy you know <laughs> little aggressive. yeah exactly exactly i mean and jerry's uh, if you guys have met Jerry, Jerry is an awesome guy, really awesome guy. I uh, met him back in the nineties. You know, whenever they used to go to the masquerade in Atlanta, I would hang out with them and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I did in a nutshell. 
Um, so here's my question for you, because, yeah. you know, and I, I said this in the episode. I know I'm going to say this in the episode. We're recording this before the episode, but I know I'm going to say it again. <laughs> you are a guy you absolutely. I was a little skeptical uh, at first. I wasn't sure what you were going to send me. But when I was listening, I was just I was kind of I was just chuckling to myself because I go, this guy understands the sounds and he understands the difference between the sounds and at, you know, with the resources that you have available, you did an incredible job just doing what the assignment was making right. initium sound like earth ad and sound and earth ad sound like initium you you arranged everything in a way where it just aesthetically has the feel and now here's my here's my real big question i'm listening to the song i'm yeah. going oh he went with he for this song like queen wasp or it was devil lock it was devil lock it was queen wasp and it was like macabre i was like i was like curious to know are you using like specific songs from say misfits earth ad to try and like replicate their essence for the initium tracks and vice versa, like actual imprint songs, because I'm listening and I don't have any particulars off the top of my head in this very moment as I'm speaking to you, but I'm listening to this and I'm like, Oh my God, this is like, this is like this song off of this. Right. And this is, and, and you really captured, not only did you capture like the feel, it's almost like you transferred the essence of this earth AD song onto this particular, like this particular earth AD song onto this particular, particular initium song and vice versa. And so I was curious to know, did you have that mentality going into it when you're actually trying to do it? Pretty much. Uh, one thing, one thing with uh, the uh, Earth AD songs transferring to initium, uh, one thing I had to prevent myself from doing, because I, I have a bad habit of doing it, was uh making it sound more like unholy passion or uh fire interesting yeah yeah yeah. that that was interesting too because you know the overall sound of uh sam hain definitely evolved yeah um, for sure those albums so of course i tried to make sure to keep it more on the initium level where it still had kind of a misfits feel to it yeah and earth ad uh it was pretty much you know this was their hardcore album so I pretty much went with the hardcore, boom, bap, boom, bap, boom, bap, you know, through most through most of those songs. So um, a lot of the songs I had in mind were, you know, because a lot of the songs on Earth AD are kind of similar to an extent. Some of them not so much, but uh, I just kind of went with that for the most part. Now, what I know, probably the biggest besides the guitar sounds like the two things that I noticed that really transformed the Initium songs into Earth AD songs were, I don't know how, okay, again, musicians speak beyond my beyond my my capabilities here. I'll try my best. It's like you're doing a power, like, you know how Earth AD, it's like Doyle is and Jerry are crashing down at the same time, like a stroke, like a power chord or something, these big, right. broad strokes. I felt that you took that and you applied that to the initium songs. And then the other thing, the big thing is the drums. It's the changing. You change the, the, the drums, you slow down the drums on the earth AD songs and you speed up the drums to an extent on the uh, initium songs. And that just, tra- right. it just right. changes the game. It's, it's, it's amazing. Right. Uh, right. The way the guitar was played with uh, earth AD. Yeah, you're exactly right. 
uh, one thing that uh, Doyle and uh, Jerry did was pretty much instead of doing a lot of fast drumming, they did a lot more. Right, right. You know, they did a lot of that. So, And that's synonymous with Earth AD. Yeah, I made sure to incorporate that. And then, of course, with Initium, there's a lot of songs. You hear that the uh, kind of muted right with the guitar. Yep. So I made sure to do that, you know, especially with Harbit. You hear that, and I was kind of like, yeah, that's that's the Sam Hain sound. So mm. I want to so kind of use that in along with, you know, just some of the, you know, regular, the regular playing that they did. But yeah, Earth AD was definitely just a falls out. <laughs> you know, it was, it, which that was the first Misfits album I heard. And I was just blown away from it. And I'm just like, yeah. This is one of my favorite. It's still right. You started. You started at the end of the. You started at the end of the line and worked your way back. Right. Exactly. exactly. That's cool. Legacy being like one of the last albums I I'd heard. At, well, at least at that time. Back. Right. What now? Yeah. Right. Yes. You heard because you heard them in that order. You absolutely understand the sonic mechanics of this stuff. Kudos to you. And everybody should go and check Thank out you. I Misanthrope. That he's on YouTube, guys. He's got a YouTube channel. We'll link it in the description here. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Check out Blood Song, the the Blood Song song. I want your I want your blood. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then I misanthrope is a lot more. It's a lot more like, I don't know, like some sort of like heavy death metal sort of sound that I don't understand. Like uh, uh, right, a right. lot more uh, like what would you describe it? How, what's the best way you would describe it? Uh, let's see. I misanthrope itself is more uh, on the lines of a mix between uh, doom metal, black metal, uh, gotcha. industrial metal It's very atmospheric. It is uh, atmospheric, yes. Too. Uh, very psychological concept that I put in. And then, of course, there's some other stuff I, I work on with uh, some other projects as well. Some of it being raw black metal. I've done death metal. A uh, bunch of different stuff like that. And you just yeah. record everything on by yourself on your computer, just out of your out of your like basement studio type situation, something like yep. that? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, it- and the vocals are recorded in the car. See, that's awesome. And you want to know something? <laughs> it really is. It's like it's like Chris wanted to make wants to make music and wanted to make music. And, you know, he he just did it. He just does it, man. He does it and he puts it out like anybody can. Anybody who has the means like of like or songs and, you know, wants to do it. Don't worry about the environment you're in. Just do it in the way that you know how to do it and put it out into the world. And that's what Chris is doing. And it's really awesome. And he really just sort of blew my mind with the with blood song and, you know, this transformation of Earth AD to Initium. And we're we're going to listen to it now. We're That's what we're going to do. We're when, we, when I'm going to cut this and we're going to go and listen to it live. And then we'll, we'll comment on on things uh, in between songs. We'll, we'll we'll talk about what works the best. I would say now. If I had to give a little bit of constructive criticism, I would say there's one song from what I've listened to. I haven't listened to the whole thing all the way yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. If there's one song that doesn't quite translate, and this is not, again, this is so not a knock, like A++++ plus 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 all the way around. I would say probably, and I'm curious to know if this was a challenge for you. Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? Yes. What was definitely was- felt like a challenge. Am I right about that? Yes. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because, like, in the end, I hate to say it, it kind of sounds like a show tune, doesn't it? it? Well, no, I mean, you know, th- there are a couple of songs that don't quite work as well as other songs. I'd say I'd say Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight is probably the greatest example of that. But everything else pretty much works in varying degrees. And when I'm listening to Earth A.D., like the title track Earth A.D., I'm just like, holy shit. I can't believe this dude figured out how to do this. Like he, you really <laughs> did. You really did. You, I, again, if, if we were grading this assignment, which we're not, it would just be an A plus plus. I just want to salute you, man. Truly. I and, really appreciate that. Oh I'm my God. Honored, actually. I'm honored that, uh, that you're looking at this and bringing it on the show. And Oh, I mean, even listen to it. I was just yeah. like, I was, pretty blown away by that I, you spent so much time dude you spent so much time uh and ad- energy putting into it the like uh, of course we're gonna listen to it and of course we're gonna like take a look at it and you can listen back to the show if you like what you hear go follow chris's project go follow keep up with the latest updates uh, uh of that whole operation i misanthrope i want to thank chris so much for coming on the show and and just letting us know a little bit about his process and we're now going to sit back and enjoy his murder his guts and his fun right now (laughs) oh man you're gonna hate me so much but we have one more thing to do before we can do that we gotta talk about sticky stuff what you what jeff sticky stuff what are you talking about what's sticky oh stickers of course that's right from his channel is powered by riotstickers.com are you familiar with riotstickers.com? They are really spectacular. I did I did business with riotstickers.com about 10 years ago and I was super duper satisfied with my batch of stickers and my t-shirts. I think I did t-shirts and stickers with them and everything was just top-notch quality. We're running a special promotion with riotstickers.com. They are um they have a deal. It's normally $59. But if you use the promo code FROMUS, that's right, promo code FROMUS, there's the deal right there, right here, floating below. For You'll get that same deal for $29.50. You're going to get 50 three by 3 stickers. So that's three inches by three inch vinyl stickers, ridestickers.com. The uh, link for that promotion is also in the description, past I misanthropes stuff, okay? Use the promo code FROMUS. And you will receive that deal. I mean, it's you will not find a better deal. And allegedly, you know, competing brands, you know, their stickers don't stick. They don't stick. See, you got to go with riotstickers.com. You're not going to find a better deal than this. $29.50 for 53 by 3 stickers. So go check it out. Um, here is a super quick little video from riotstickers.com. We're going to have Josh on the channel. He's coming on the channel.
Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> it's all done. Hey, Ballad, what's going on? Ballad says he likes the catchy ad. The melody in this ad is, so this is written by the guy from Less Than Jake, apparently. Uh, Juan, um, no, no, no. The stickers at riotstickers.com stick incredibly well. The leading competitor stickers allegedly, allegedly do not stick so well. But you should absolutely, absolutely check it out. Um, <laughs> extreme multitasking. Oh, I see. I see. I have the stream on a tab of my laptop, a homework assignment, and Black Christmas on my TV. Yes, Ballad does it all. I'm glad Ballad's here because he loves Sam Hain. He's going to appreciate this. And Alan's going to try Riot stickers. Let us know how they are. I don't need you to let me know because I already know that they're good. Just use the promo code from us. Link in the description. Um, Wow. Theme for a Jackal with Sam Hain production. That would be nuts. Nuts. All right, guys. It's time. Yeah, it does sound like it. It does sound like it. Oh, I'm sorry. I Sometimes I just don't pick up on humor. I'm just really the dude, Vaughn, get on this. You're not send him to Ryanstickers.com 100 percent Say say you heard about it on the Frumus channel. They are our official sponsor. We're powered by them. All right. All right, guys. We're about an hour into this this show, this broadcast. Let's not wait any further. Now we're doing this via embedded video. I the hopefully, hopefully, unlike Remember when we were doing Night of Living Dead and it was freezing on us and it was so annoying. Freaking, hopefully we won't have that problem here because it's just, uh, it, we're doing it like this instead. Like a this. Like a this. This is what we're doing. Oh, we got Javis Bickle up in the house. Javis, haven't seen you in a while, buddy. Hope you're well. Happy holidays. And Juan says that RiotStickers.com, they make great drum heads too. That's right. Everything's great. The guy... The brain, the the brain master behind ridestickers.com. He's going to be on the show. Uh, he's going to come on an episode of Pizza Punk. He's in. Uh, he plays. He plays bass in the Independence. For those of you who know the Independence, that that is uh, Josh Sharpie Riot, as they know him by. I've known Sharpie for about on and off for about uh, ten years now, almost ten years. Great guy, great guy. Okay, let us begin. So what I did here was I put all the songs together. R remember, here is our task. We're, we don't, we're not concerned with, we're, we're only concerned with the aesthetic approach. That's it. That's what we're rating, okay? I don't care if you don't like the way something was recorded. It doesn't matter to me. What matters is the aesthetic, okay? We're rating from 1 to 10. 10 being nailed it on the money and 1 being not nailing it on the money, Um. I've already t endorsed this. I'm playing it on my show. I think he did a phen phenomenal job across the board. And if there's something, I haven't listened to it all the way through. If there is something that I don't think quite lands it, like, Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? I will let you guys know. I will be I'll be completely honest about this, completely objective. Um, but I think Chris did a great job. So everybody's got that understood. Let us begin. Let me just make sure I don't blow out my ears. Let me know if you have any problems with the audio, everybody. Okay, it's listening time. Oh, shit. There we go. Here we go.
has a sound.
Thank you, Chris. He just did such a good job.
Earth AD now. So we might hear two more champagne tracks.
really did his homework. I agree. It, Chris. <laughs> so great it's so good
Mal.
Nanya! <laughs> Nanya business! <laughs> oh, is that great? I never want this to end. What's next?
All right, so this is really weird. Did I leave out? All right, I might have messed up when I was preparing this video. I might have to re... Hold on a second, guys. I think we're missing some songs here. I'm not quite sure. That was that was excellent. I mean, it really is good. And, you know, I I spoke out of turn, man. I think the Mommy Can... I listened to it all the way through. Mommy Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight is pretty friggin' amazing. Let's see if we're missing. I think we're missing two songs here, and it might be my fault. Or they'll maybe not. No, this looks like it's in order here. So he, um, hmm. All right, so, so Horror Biz is missing, and Archangel is missing. Those are the two songs we're missing. But other than that, right, okay, that makes sense. We Hold on, let's see here. We have one, right, that's where I'm, because Initium is a separate track from Sam Hain. So that would really be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we have seven out of the nine tracks for Sam Hain, and then the rest is Earth AD. So there you have it, guys. Um, what, what, I, I, God, he did such a good job with this. Go subscribe to Chris's channels. All of his links, everything is in the comments. Uh, he's already uploaded the, that full album to his channel where you can listen to it. Um, what? Okay, so what was everybody's favorite track uh, on the Initium side? And what was everybody's favorite track on the Earth AD side? Did you think the Earth AD side was more better executed than the initium side or vice versa what is everything yeah you're right blood feast was missing as well that's okay man that's okay he did 17 tracks i mean it's like pff, we we can't we can't be greedy i i want more too i want the three extra tracks but you know jody's doing a plug as well i don't know what this is for but i'm gonna let's plug it anyway snapchat flight 130 i don't know what that means what's this what's snapchat is a bit your band and there's a song called Flight 138, I'm guessing. I don't know. Um, Ballad fully co-signs this. Wow. And Ballad is a Sam Hain aficionado there. He he loves his Sam Hain. I co-signed this fully. Great job. I give it a 9.5 as far as capturing the production atmosphere. The point five is for the balls as big as church bells it took to do this. I agree, man. It really does take balls to sort of put yourself out there, um, especially when, you know, this is a community generally, not our community personally, but the general community can be very judgmental about stuff like this. I mean, in music alone, people are judgmental about covers, let alone. I mean, if you have any any Sam Hain video and you'll get like 25 comments, that's not how you pronounce the name of the band. It's actually Sal Wynn. It's not Sam Hain. Even the band, even Glenn Danzig, he pronounces the name of his band wrong it's actually Sawin. okay it's the sow like a cow and then in like you're going in a door okay it's like everybody <laughs> so many pretentious people when it comes to that stuff um java says my friend you nailed it great job hey the, i i i didn't nail anything i put the call out there for this to happen and Chris answered, okay? He just, he crushed it. Okay, Godless says, we bite and mommy. You know, I got to tell you, man, I feel guilty for under, 
I sort of underscored mommy as being kind of like the the one that doesn't land. But man, once you get into it a little bit, like into the song, I only listened to probably the opening thirty seconds. It was too judgmental, too quickly. I literally listened to the open thirty seconds. I was like, I don't know, I don't know where this is going. I don't know if this is working for me, but it 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 totally works. I was wrong. I was fully wrong. Amy likes my Liverpudlian accent. She thinks it's really great. No, it's not good, Amy. I can't do it today. Um, Sorry, my thing is going on the fritz here. Just, Amy, just rewind the show and you can hear the whole thing or you can go to the channel and check it out. A lot of you are probably unaware that's properly pronounced Sawin. Yeah, okay? It's like Sow, which is like female cow and then win. Like you're winning at life, okay? That's how you properly pronounce the name Sawin. Everybody gets it wrong. Even the band. Glenn Danzig doesn't know how to pronounce his own band name. Um, Other than the vocal and instrument audio levels, I liked it through and through. Meaning, Ruth thought that the mix could use a little mixing. I agree. I I would like it to be sort of remixed a bit. You know, um, I could definitely see it being, you know, bringing up the vocals a little bit, you know. Uh, but it definitely has the atmosphere. And I love that he recorded that in his car. He recorded all the vocals in his car. It's perfect. It's like, you got to scream. Where are you going to scream? Go scream in your car. If you're going to scream, scream with me in my car. You know what I mean? So it totally makes sense. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Sal win. Okay. <laughs> That's how you pronounce Sam Hayd. <laughs> I'm sorry if any of you out there are, are those people who do that, but it's just really funny when people get like so, like they take they get so upset. Um, so in a community of people like that, Chris really just he knocked it out of the park, man, knocked it out of the park. Oh shit, we lost our chat here. Hold on. Um, hold on a second. Let's let's see here. Female cow, wind man. All right, I'm trying to say all these accents. I mean, all these comments in the Liverpudlian accent. This is Amy's comment. That was so awesome. Sounds great. The unholy passion misery tomb intro that went into Wee Bite was sick. Um. Didn't keep track of the names, but so far it all sounded good. Shout out for that car. Shout out for that car. Yeah, dude. Totally. Totally, man. Um, I just... Okay, and then Stefan asks, how does this compare to the straight sped-up version of Initium from way back? So... I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I I'm not sure if I don't think it's the same guy who did that. I think that was a different guy. This is this is hands down far better. I mean that that was just a that was speeding up drums. That was like pitch shifting things around. He actually arranged and recorded 17 tracks. You know what I'm saying? Um. Th- th- yeah, everything is just nitpicky. It's like we we all we love, we love the way. Okay, now. You want a Johnny Rotten impression? How does it compare to the straight sped up version of Initium from way back? No, it doesn't sound like him. Um, 
Zombies did a version. I can't. Now I'm confusing Beatles with Johnny Rotten. Zombies did a version of Devil Lock into Sam Hain slow tribal drum style, and it was brutal. <laughs> the chodes correcting people about how to pronounce Sam Hain is equivalent to, well, actually, Frankenstein is the name of the doctor. And did you know Xmas is pagan? Like most people know this already. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's more snotty. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> now we need a full Rick James album done in dancing style. I would love that. I would love that. Um, check out my channel. We we clipped up when we had Jerry Montano, who's the bass player on Circle of Snakes. He was on. He told a really fun uh, story about how Glenn and Glenn Danzig and Rick James spoke on the phone once and, you know, sort of. Uh, talked about doing a track maybe in the future. I mean, who could? Who knows what could have been, you know? No, Yoko, I don't want to start a band. George Harrison, yes, this is more my George Harrison accent. And then here's my Paul, ready? Paul is like this one, I need something to read. It's easy, you know, you're thinking more about what you're reading than how you sound, so it's easier to do it. Um, all right, here's my Paul, thank you. Thank you for you, you like my George Harrison impression. Here's my uh, here's Paul. Ready? Hold on. <laughs> I need I need. All right, I'm gonna use ballads thing. I, I co-sign this fully great job. I give it a nine. I give it a nine point five as it capturing the. No no no. I messed it up. See, I'm thinking about it too much. I <clears throat> I co-sign this fully great job. I give it a 9.5 as far as capturing the production and atmosphere. The 0.5 is for the balls as big as church bells it took to do this. Uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes. I need a Johnny Rotten interview. <laughs> okay, this might be comment of the night right here. This might be comment of the night. Wait, where is it? <laughs> Imagine Yoko doing banshee vocals in black aria three why doesn't this show comments there we go yoga oh sorry don't want to wake up my children <laughs> yeah you're right I'm, I'm missing the the paul paul goes do so we went down so you know john he he was from men love avenue and he had this place it's called uh, Strawberry Fields Forever. He had this place called Strawberry Fields, and that's where he wrote his song, Strawberry Fields Forever. See, I I didn't act answer song. It's called Penny Lane. No. Mm. It's called Penny Lane. Do. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I want to do... I really really want to do the Johnny Rotten, Marky Ramone video. I want to do a breakdown of that video. Like, I ever want to do that more. Like, you know, commentary on videos, like famous videos from the internet. That's what I really want to do. I think that would be really great. Yes, uh, Yoko doing Diablos 88. Do, 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 do. And then she's just like in the background going, you know and then yoko's just going <laughs> oh man i don't know how that sounds over the internet but yes that just happened um <clears throat> no this is this was this was a lot of fun tonight this was a lot of fun tonight i really enjoyed doing it 
kind of on a Beatles spin and I want to watch more Beatles stuff. Um, Alan says, this video, <clears throat> this video, <clears throat> this video makes me wish Johnny Rotten was my grandpa. Mm. I feel like in that other time we were doing that, uh, that Sex Pistols video, I really feel like I nailed Johnny Rotten. Like I was really channeling him for a few brief moments, that kind of thing. Um, very late to this at work. Love the Return of Living Dead discussion. Gonna have to rewatch this later on. Yeah, please do. You will enjoy it. We we're always talking about Return of Living Dead on this channel. We love the Return of Living Dead so much, so so much. It's like our favorite movie to sort of talk about. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really glad. I think this video. I think this episode went very smoothly. I was a little nervous. I was nervous that we would, things would get caught up. And I, again, I could have sworn that that we had Blood Feast, Horror Biz, and Archangel. And we didn't. So I was like, I was a little, and I also thought Earth AD was going to come first. And I was taken aback. But I remembered I put everything in the order that I received it. So, you know, but um, good night. Good night, Ballad. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace and hair grease. Glad to have you for the chat. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, we're talking about the crow tomorrow night. That'll be fun. As always. But um, yeah, I just, I like what next? So when uh, Russell Casualty was on the show recently with Robbie Bloodshed, and I think we were talking about horror business style static age songs or vice versa, which would be, uh, maybe a lot more subtle than say this. This was a big, this was a challenge, man. This was a big challenge. You know, it's really not easy. Chris says, sometime tell us the story of me meeting a serial killer. Are you referring to what I mentioned when I was talking with Steve Zing and he was telling us about his experience? That story, Chris, is that what you're referring to? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if that's what you mean, but that, that was, a, that was a very upsetting, uh, experience. Um, having known someone who turned out to be a murderer, that was crazy and true. 100% true. Ah, okay. All right. I'll tell the story real quick. It's a quick story. So, um, about 16 years ago, I used to work at Sam Goody right here in downtown White Plains. And I would, I was a heavy smoker at the time, folks. And if you don't have a good one, Rue, peace and hair grease to Rue as well. Thank you for joining us as always. Oh, shit. Please do, Jagger. Please do that. All right, here's the story, guys. See you tomorrow, Rue. Um, okay, super quick. I'll tell the story and then we'll wrap things up. So I used to be a heavy smoker. Uh, actually, I miss it a lot. Sometimes I think about smoking all the time. Funny, funny thing. When I was a cigarette smoker, I weighed about a hundred. Could you imagine me weighing 140 pounds? I don't know how much I weigh now. Weigh over 200 now, probably something around there. I don't weigh myself because I'll just cat of nine tails. You know, it's just like glutton for punishment. I don't know how much I weigh now, but it's amazing how when you quit smoking, you you cultivate mass. So anyway, I was I was smoking outside, and you know. We always had, we had a cast of characters that would come down from the airport shelters, an airport, and they, 
there's a shelter there and they bring all of the transients and homeless people and what have you into the downtown White Plains, kind of like cows, like, you know, to graze, you know, like they're grazing cows, that kind of thing. And um, there was this one guy and you know what kills me? I don't remember. Eddie, we called him Eddie, I think. Um, There was this one guy who would always uh, hang out at the gallery because it was the Galleria, the mall. That's where I worked at the Sam Goody. He would always come into the store. He knew everybody, knew all the managers, he knew everybody. He was just like that friendly homeless guy character. I'd always bum cigarettes outside. We'd always smoke cigarettes together, you know, and um, just make make conversation. I'm on my smoke break talking to the guy, talk about, you know, um, talk about see a pretty girl walking by and talk about oh that's a look at that pretty girl over there wow she's really pretty that that sort of thing you know just just what what you do making small talk and whatnot um i you know he used to get rides from one of the the, the managers that worked there she she was uh, a few years older than me at the time and she used to give him rides and stuff around and he'd always come in and he'd come in to bum cigarettes to the store as well he was never a nuisance it was he never overstayed his welcome and he never like gave anybody a harsh vibe at all he just was like like i said eccentric kooky homeless guy that you smoke cigarettes with uh and then one day he just disappeared completely disappeared around the same time i'm going to i park in the parking lot i'm driving 94 toyota camry purple toyota camry i'm late to work i'm rushing to get there and i go to park in my space on my on my parking level i park in the same space on the same level as as you do as you do when you get accustomed to where you work you you find a a spot that works for you and you park there every day so i uh, and but th- today I can't go up there because there is there is yellow uh, police tape sort of blocking the entrance. There's cop cars. They turn me away. I get into work. Someone goes, "Oh my God, um, someone was murdered with a butcher knife that was stolen from Sears." So someone stole a butcher knife from Sears and then murdered this woman in the parking lot, on the floor, right next to where I park my car every day. Now, right across the street from the Galleria is the is the White Plains Courthouse. As a matter of fact, that's where they filmed uh, scenes from The Departed. They filmed a lot of movies in White Plains. They filmed the scenes from The Departed. We saw, we saw Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Martin Scorsese about a year later over in that area uh, shooting. So this is about a year before that. But they have, they have paralegal buildings and stuff over there. So she had parked in the Galleria, I guess, or at least had was eating lunch at the Galleria or something. She was, and I'm only describing this because it uh, pertains to the story. That's why I'm describing this. She was a blonde, white woman, lawyer, paralegal type lady who worked at the courthouse, murdered with a, with a, a, a stolen butcher knife from Sears because you got the two stores, right? You got Sears... And got the other store. They're, those are the anchor stores of the mall. When you have a big snowstorm, if those two stores close, then the whole mall closes, right? Like that's those stores are known as the anchor stores. So, um, really sad. Everybody's like, "Whoa, there was a murder, crazy stuff." Of course, just right around the time that Eddie disappears. Don't even think. Now, here's the thing about Eddie, and I believe is yeah, we called him Eddie. I'm almost positive it was Eddie. So here's the thing about Eddie. It's just like with anything in life. 
you see someone every day and you get accustomed to them, but then you don't see them for a while. And by the way, I totally ruined the story. I should have buried the lead a little bit more to give the story a little bit more impact. That's my fault. That's how I used to tell the story. I haven't told the story in years. I haven't told the story in over a decade, probably, um, in any meaningful kind of way. So, you know, when you don't see someone for a while, they just sort of exit out of your mind. It's it's out of sight, out of mind. It's nothing bad. There's nothing bad about it. It's not like you hate said person or, or something or don't care or you're, it's not it's not indifference either. It's just when you don't see someone, they leave the immediate the immediate frontal lobes of your brain and they get filed somewhere in your deep memory. You know, you know, like when you see someone from high school that you haven't seen in years or whatever, and you recognize the face or just anybody, you recognize the face, but you don't remember the name and you're going through your filing cabinet in the back of your mind to pull the name to go with the face or vice versa. You remember the name, but not the face, that kind of thing, you know? Um, <laughs> Thanks, Jody. Thank you. Um, he says, when your favorite streamer like us has seen, been through some shit. Love you, Jeff Rubs. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, so one day I'm, I'm coming back from lunch and the journal news, that's the local paper. And I see Eddie's picture in the paper and I see my manager reading it, another manager. And I go, oh my God, that's, that's Eddie. Except Eddie, that's not his real name. Eddie is not. Eddie's name. Eddie's real name is something else that I have forgotten. I've lost his name. Eddie had done decades in prison in Sing Sing for the R word. You know what I'm talking about with the R word? Um, he had he had done that, and that had landed him in Sing Sing, uh, violent crime uh, as that, and then. His sentence got extended because he tried to murder someone with a pitchfork. I don't know how he got a pitchfork up at Sing Sing, but that's what either the article said or that's what some of, I think that's what the article said, actually. Um, and his name was something else. And he had been he had gotten out of jail and he was living up at the shelter, coming into White Plains. And supposedly what they were trying to what they were saying in the paper was that um that Eddie, who who was black, uh, murdered this white woman because he hates white people. That's what was being said. It was being touted as a hate crime. Oh my God. How do you know that Philip Grant is the name? Okay, this is crazy. Did you just look that up, Dave? All right, I got to look and see if this is the same guy. Whoa, you're, you're about to blow my mind. Please, oh my God, this is going to be insane. Let's see. Let's see if if this is it. Philip Grant, and I'm just going to do Galleria. Galleria, murder. Let's see what pops up. Oh my God, like I've literally forgotten his. Look at that. That's it. That's it right there. Holy crap, yo, this is insane. This is insane. All right, I'll just I'll just pull it up here. I don't want to make a big deal about it. Uh, conviction in Gal. That's him. Philip Grant. We called him Eddie. Hold on. Okay, I got it. I got to pull this up now real quick. This is nuts. Hold on. Thank you so much. I mean, that was like lost to time. Galleria. Oh, my God. I haven't seen his face in friggin' 16, 17 years at this point. Yep, that's him. I used to smoke cigarettes with this guy every day. This is, nu this is nuts. Wow. 
Way to go, uh, David Lee. Pulled this up. All right, so I'm going to give you my personal POV on this because they they got some details wrong. They they probably could have they probably could have had me up on the stand as some sort of witness or something, character witness. Uh, I'll tell you what I, what I remember. It says Westchester uh, conviction in Galleria Mall hate crime murder. Westchester uh, County District Attorney Janet DeFory um, announced. Sorry, I'm trying to announce the conviction today of Philip Grant, who was born in 62, of murder in the second degree as a hate crime. Okay, so it's second degree, which means it was a crime of passion. Interesting. Uh, violent felony and criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, a class D felony. In the death, her name was Conceta Russo uh, Carrario. Okay, so she maybe she wasn't blonde. Because she's Spanish here. She could have had blonde hair still. It doesn't mean anything. Let's see if it pulls up her picture. I remember her being a blonde lady. So sad. tragic. Tragic. Absolutely tragic. Oh, so he was sentenced to an additional 25 years. Yeah, she has blonde hair. She sure does have blonde hair. I'm gonna I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna pull this. Hold on. Uh let me so yeah, this happened right when I worked at the gallery. Look, that was the day I drove. I drove to work on June 29th, 2005. The defendant stabbed and killed 56-year-old uh, Conceta Russo Carrero, uh, Carrero, a white plains. Yeah, she was a paralegal. As she walked to her car in the municipal garage next to the Galleria Mall. That's where I parked my car. Um, by the defendant's own admission... Miss Russo Carrero, I can't read that word, whatever, the, the, the victim was intentional, sorry, that's, that's wrong. Mrs. Russo Carrero was intentionally selected as a target by the defendant because she was white and that he was waging a race war. Right, this is what I was about to say. This is what I freaking remembered. Um, and I'm going to tell you something from my personal experience, okay? But I'll get to that after. Let me finish reading it. Um, Grant was arrested moments after he committed the crime by members of the White Plains Police Department. Uh, District Attorney Janet DeFory said after the verdict, today's conviction is the result of hard work of both the White Plains Police Department and prosecutors from my office. This horrendous this horrendous, needless crime has left a family without their mother, sister, wife, daughter, and cousin. Absolutely. Just so sad. Philip Grant was released back into our community from state prison as a ticking time bomb. He exemplifies why civil commitment laws are needed. Uh, Grant will be sentenced on September 11th, 2016 in White Plains Superior Court by New York State Supreme Court Justice Lester B. Adler. He faces a minimum of 20 years to life in state prison on the conviction. Um, that is nuts. That is so nuts. Okay, so that's the guy who I used to smoke cigarettes with every day, except I will tell you something. As far as I knew, that dude was not racist at all. He, I mean, I guess he was. I guess he was racist. That dude loved white women. He was always catcalling at white women. He loved them. I, I, I don't think he did it. I think it was more about like a rejection thing as his motive. It said second degree murder, which means it was a crime of passion. He didn't do it because he hates white people. 
It wasn't a friggin', it wasn't a race crime. It was probably more, you're rejecting my advances crime. That's what I believe. Having spent many, many afternoons smoking cigarettes with this dude and just chatting, chatting about, you know, uh, just all sorts of things, including women that were walking down the street. He loved talking about women. He loved my managers who were both women or two of them were women. And he used to go hop in cars with them. They used to drive around. They used to give, he used to get rides from them. Okay. Probably was smoking weed with them or something, I think, cause they all smoked weed. So I, I just assumed that there was some, that element was happening too, but yeah, thank you. It's Conchetta, Conchetta. Sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, no, no, no disrespect meant to the deceased. Truly, just me. Just not. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy story. Chris is like, holy shit! Didn't mean to bring that up, but thanks for the story. Sorry, my commenter does not let me comment. Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. It, it was really crazy, and like I said, he was not. He, he was not, um, he did not seem like, it, he never talked about race stuff at all. He was just a dude, you know? He never he never once did the fact that, like, anybody be, being white ever come up in conversation, which is why when I read this at the time that it happened, I was absolutely, like, shocked because it just seemed so unlike the guy who I knew. But then again, I didn't even know his name was Philip, I guess, which I didn't even know until just now. Is I thought we always called him Eddie. I'm almost positive we used to call him Eddie. Uh, I remember him having more gray hair too, but from the looks of this picture, but that's him. That is him. That is nut that is just nutty butters right there. And then hold on. There was one other thing I wanted to see. Oh my God. This is so, so insane. Looks like John has a story, too. He says, Joel Rifkin dismembered and disposed of a small person prostitute in the dumpster right outside my office building when I was working in Hackensack when I was 1990. I was freaked. I would be freaked, too. That is freaky deaky, man. I would, that, that would be freaky deaky. Yeah, it says, homeless man goes on trial in hate crime. And they were talking about how... They were talking about how, like, you know, this was a, a civil commitment issue and that he was a ticking time bomb. I mean, because that's what they would do. And you know what happened after that? They stopped bringing they stopped bringing homeless people down from the the um, the shelter. OK, this is really interesting. I OK, follow up to the story. Sorry. Now you've opened up a can of worms. Oh, he was 44. When I knew him, he was 44 years old. Wow. Yeah, look at that. See, he was a convicted R-word. Says it right there. Wow. I, I big shout out to Dave who figured out who figured that out for me. Wow, you just like kind of blew my mind here. Um, hold on. Two more two more interesting things of note here. So in the aftermath, the family of Conchetta, Conchetta's family was awarded, at least according to the New York Post. $1.9 million. There's the guy. Huh. Wow. And that's Russo. That's his mother was the one who was slain. It's insane. Whew. Took a long time. Took almost 10 years. Um, today, we were really happy and gratified. Well, I'm glad he was happy and gratified, as they should. The estate sued the city of White Plains for $15 million. Oh, my God. Okay. This is nuts. Holy crap. They sued the, the 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 city of White Plains where I live 
for $15 million claiming that the police were aware of a pattern of robberies and assaults in the parking garage of the Galleria Mall. I mean, I spent so much time in that mall, in that Galleria Mall parking garage. I, I, I never saw anything like that. But I mean, again, what do I know? He brutalized her with a stolen cutlery knife and admitted in a taped confession. I'd never seen her. I didn't care. As long as she had blonde hair, blue eyes, she had to die. I had no remorse because she was white. I mean, I you can't argue with that. <laughs> you can't argue with that. All I can say, I mean, clearly that's what it was. Not, I'm not here to protest that. But what I will say is that that is just so out of like left field because he never, ever let on. And all the times, and I, I spent probably, I probably knew that guy six months, eight months, 12 months. I mean, I knew him for a long time. Smoked a lot of cigarettes with him. You know what I'm saying? Really weird. Um, that is, that is just, that is nuts, man. That is nuts. That's it. That's the, 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 that's where I used to park. That's the entrance. And this was closed off by yellow tape. Look, they got a picture. This is the Galleria Mall. That's the, the parking garage. And that's where it happened. Right here. Yeah, wow. Look at that. Yep, that's where I used to park my car. Hmm. So sad. So sad. And then the one last thing, and it was probably, Jeff, come on, let's end the episode. Fucking going on here. But I just want to see one final thing. Chris, you opened up a can of worms. All right, so let's see if this gives us the the bit about the pitchfork. That's what I'm curious to know. I I did not make that up. That is, I absolutely remember that. So this is from June thirtieth, two thousand five. Ready? So this is a couple days after the uh, the murder. Police have charged a convicted R word Thursday with the fatal stabbing of a woman at the Galleria Mall parking garage. He was forty three at the time. Not he turned forty four in two thousand. Uh, six. Um, oh my God. I'm not even going to read the description of that. It's just so sad. Yeah. So he had served 23 years in prison already for the R word. So he was out. He had been in prison since he was 20. He had gotten out. He was hanging around us and had just stayed in a county run facility the night before the murder. That's up at the airplane uh, airport hangar. This information reinforced Westchester district attorney, Janine Pereiro's efforts to track violent offenders. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. I thoroughly... Yes, it was in 2005, Amy. That is correct. Um, this was a great episode. Really enjoyed myself. Join us tomorrow night. We'll be back here again streaming live because that's what we do. Um, I don't know if you're aware, in addition to everything I told you about, remember, riotstickers.com, if you need stickers, check out all of the information in the description, Use the 50, get 50% off with the promo code from us. I've used these stickers, they are phenomenal stickers, you can't go wrong with them. As always, we say, peace and hair grease, and also, uh, if you are a Patreon member, there, there is a special surprise coming for you on December 23rd exclusive to patreon members only if you are the youtube casualty variety so make sure to sign up for the patreon what is the patreon exactly what is the patreon hey guys what's going on it's jeff so i've decided to make a patreon what is patreon i don't know how to define a patreon let me look it up 
Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it going to be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.